Welcome to another episode of the Dewan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Marrero. First, before I begin, I just want to say thank you everyone for tuning in today. Joining me tonight is someone who is very admired, influential, and someone who is walking in his purpose. Uh, Mr. Bo Patton, thank you for joining me tonight. It's an honor to have you on here. I appreciate the workout tonight. We got it in before we hopped on a podcast. What's that? Bo Pat, if you could just go in depth and talk about who you are for the people who don't know you. Yep. Uh, Rico, man, appreciate you, uh, Dewan, whatever they want to call you. <laughs> appreciate you uh, having me this evening. I, um, you know, you was one of the guys that I know a lot of people look up to me, and but you was one of the young guys. I'm a little older than you. But you was one of the young guys I always looked up to at Bowman. And, uh, you know, looking back at my videos, I think we've been at it working out for about... For a minute. Man, been for a little minute. Yeah, a couple years now. So I appreciate that uh, respect. But um, people that know me, I uh, was born and raised in Gary. Moved to Miraville, I think, in fifth or fourth grade. Played for Miraville High School. I wasn't a top 100 player like Rico. I wasn't as gifted. Uh, but um, had a couple couple looks, a couple NIAs. Didn't want to go the JUCO route. Uh, I don't think for me as a player, I was ready for that grind. So uh, I knew I didn't have a shot at the NBA, just to be honest. So reality set with me kind of early in high school. So I decided to accept the scholarship to Robert Morris University, NAIA school in Illinois. Um, had a great career. I tell guys all the time, go where you want it and go where you're going to play. Because that was, um, as far as basketball, some of the best four years of basketball I played. Because A, I started every game since freshman to senior year. Um, I scored, I assisted, I did whatever. I was a leader, team captain. Um, so college was a great experience for me. Oh, so, uh, go ahead. Oh, boy, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Um, I just wanted to go back down memory lane when I was, I think, middle school mm-hmm. and you was in high school because you're older than me. You hit that game-winning shot yeah. in, uh, back in Maryville High School. If you could follow up with that and just tell me how you felt when you hit that shot. Because it was all over town uh-huh. in, in a 2 9 community. Can you just follow up if you remember about that shot? Oh, I most definitely remember. I watched that shot at least once a day. I show my class once a day. Anybody who, uh, you know, people that run to me in the street, they still ask me about the shot. So, no, but the shot, I mean, a lot of people see the shot. But when I really tell the story, people didn't know that the game was tied up and... Um, I had a one-on-one opportunity, and I got stripped. So uh, the three seconds before, I actually lost the game because the guy went down and made one free throw. But, uh, you know, when you win, you win. When you lose, you lose. And right. uh, so uh, that's even a, that, was a, that was a turning point in my life as well because that taught me to never grow up, give up right there. But um, I always had, as a point guard, I always had a great IQ. So actually, when the guy ripped me, instead of um, – letting him have a fast break and scoring the game with a bucket and time running out, right. my instincts immediately reacted and I fouled him. Oh. So, um, go ahead, we go. I, I, never, I never hit a game winner. <laughs> I never hit a game winner, yeah. bro. Um, I got plenty. I, yeah, see, you big time. I'm, yeah. I'm on this grind, but every mm-hmm. time I play, I never hit a game winner. Mm-hmm. Every time I did hit a, a late uh, score, mm-hmm. it was like at least 50 seconds left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Bo, you say you went to Robert Morris four years. Mm-hmm. Could you describe your experience for those who are getting ready to go to college? Yep. So my experience was, I know you hear the IU's produced from my area, um, even the bigger schools, Vanderbilt's. But uh, Robert Morris, I went to a very small school, a private school, very expensive. 
So um, I, I was blessed with that scholarship. Um, one of the top business schools in the world. Um, wasn't around a lot of people. Wasn't a lot of diversity. But um, I honed on to some people that uh, took care of me. Big shout out to my coach, uh, my college assistant coach, Tim Allen, Corley Lee. I mean, the reason I do what I do is, is a circle of a lot of people. as a village. But uh, while I was in college, Tim Allen was um, was my right-hand man. He took me to church. He made sure I was good. Whatever I needed, man, he was there. And uh, that's what I try to emulate in my, in my community with these younger guys here. So um, you only know what you see, what you're exposed to. So Tim Allen exposed me to uh, a coach having a big role over your life. And I appreciate him for that. No, that's dope, man. How did you... How did you know, like, okay, I'm not about to do the pro thing? You know, I'm not about to go to the NBA. What yeah. was what was what was your mindset like? Well, part of it being I'm only five eight, <laughs> I wasn't blessed with height like Rico and some of these other guys. But uh, no, really, man, just uh, I always thought I was going Division One. Um, I had the hype in the paper. Um, I had D1 schools come look at me, but um, every time they came in. It, I wouldn't say I froze up, but no one ever turned that corner in and uh, kept the conversation going. So uh, for me, for me, reality kind of set. Um, of course, I could have went the JUCO route. Nothing wrong with that. Um, my guys who I've coached that went JUCO, they've all had success. But for me personally, having my dad in my background, uh, we just didn't feel like that was the right route for me. So, uh, you know, NBA, man, it's a long shot, man. Right. So I tell guys, grind, have it as your dream. Keep doing what you're doing, but always have a plan B. Right. No, I, what would you say motivates you? Because where you are now, a lot of people admire you. Mm -hmm. They know you've been building your brand, mm -hmm. being creative, reaching out to kids from Crown Point, just Maryville, Gary, just all around our community. How do you think you've impacted the youth so far and what you've been doing? Being so young. Yeah. I think uh, the first question you asked me, what motivates me? And honestly, man, uh, I'm trying to walk my purpose. So every day, um, and your purpose, um, I mean, Jesus, when you read the Bible, Jesus didn't walk into his purpose until he was 30 years old. So right. people right. think he came in this earth and it just happened. It wasn't like that. Um, so uh, I turned 30 next year. So, you know, uh, the Bible, everything in the Bible has a meaning. So even number 30 has a meaning. So God would not put nothing in the Bible if it didn't have a meaning or a purpose. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, as far as me as my purpose, or what motivates me, man, I'm constantly trying to walk in my purpose. Because as long as I'm walking my purpose, no matter what comes my way, right. I know I'm going to be successful. Right. No, it's absolutely. when you get outside the will of God, that's when things come your way. Uh, so if, you, if you're in a boat and the wind come, you can't be scared about it. So, um, I mean, disciples were scared, but uh, they had Jesus in the boat, so they was good. So, But with us, too, we got Jesus around us all the time. So you no, got to be ready. So Absolutely, man. I appreciate you for sharing that because I know that probably went over a lot of people here. They didn't mm -hmm. expect you to just hit us with a sermon like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we appreciate that. We always got to keep God first, Absolutely. bro. Um, what got you in the training? Oh, good question, man. Uh, I would say uh, that something I always wanted when I was a kid. So, um, unfortunately, um, wasn't a lot of people around this area doing it. There was mm -hmm. one guy, Chris Castores, and a big shout out to him. Me and him still keep the communication. Uh, there's no, um, we're not fighting over to train kids. Uh, actually, I send kids to him. When he can't get the kids, um, he'll send kids to me. So, um, but uh, just just the impact you can have over the youth. Like I said, my assistant coach and my coaches over my lifetime, uh, shout out to Coach Ronnie Bryant, but uh, my coaches over my lifetime, they play some of the biggest roles in my life that anybody can play outside my parents. 
and my pastor. So uh, just me knowing they had that impact on me, it was a way of me to give back. And the basketball, man, basketball can do a lot for a lot of people. So I just try to use that as a platform uh, to speak my voice and uh, speak what God wants me to tell to you. Yeah. You say you're turning 30. What is your plans? Did you Ooh. write it down yet? Like, yeah. like, what's your plans moving forward since you turn in that big 30? Because that's a blessing and that's yeah, a milestone. Is. Absolutely. So what is your plans just moving forward? Yeah. I mean, it might sound cliche again. I might be repeating what I said, but honestly, man, I'm just really trying to walk in my full purpose of God. Mm. Like I said, once you do that, I mean, take care of God's business and he'll take care of yours. So um, I'm not trying to, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want this. I want that. I want to be a head coach. I want to coach at the college level. But um, I really want to do what God wants me to do. Oh, amen. So, yeah. I, be- I believe in you, bro. Yeah. I think you have what it takes. Appreciate it. I, I see the growth. And that's why I wanted you to come on a podcast and, and share your testimony mm-hmm. for the culture, mm-hmm. for our community. Because they need to hear that. It's different when people hear their favorite players say it on TV, Mm -hmm. but when it's your peers and they're going through adversity, Mm -hmm. it registered different uh, for the people that's younger to us. So I I appreciate that, Bo. So that's what, uh, I'm going to cut you off, uh, Rico, but um, I mean, you went through some adversity, man. Right. So uh, that's one thing I always admired about you, uh, but you're still fighting though, man. Yeah. I mean, people don't always know the story. I've had a lot of guys go through some adversity. I mean, but ACL tear, I've ne- as far as basketball-wise, I've never been through a significant injury like that. So even just the rehab process, the battle back through that, man. I, re- I remember like it's yesterday. Yeah. Um, for a lot of you guys who don't know, when I played at DePaul University in the Big East, I tore my ACL October 24th of 20... What was it? 2012. Of 2012, and... I did not expect that. Um, it was a 10-month rehab, and I was shocked. It was off non-contact. I finally got the play right. I'm a freshman. I'm going against Cleveland Cleveland Melvin. Shout out to him. He was the Big East Player of the Year with Deron Lamb, uh, CJ Fair, just a lot of talented guys around that time. And when I tore my ACL, I just thought about I never had a serious injury, mm-hmm. you know, but I was very blessed to have Derrick Rose doctor. He took care of me downtown Chicago. Rush. Yeah, Rush. Rush yeah, yeah, there we go. And it was a 10-month process. I came back August 10th of 2013. And when I tell you, bro, I felt so grateful to be back walking because mm-hmm. I couldn't bend yeah. my leg. And it's crazy because we take a lot of the little things for granted. Absolutely. And I pray the tour ACL doesn't happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. But when I finally bent my leg and was able to walk on two feet, I was extremely happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I appreciate you letting me share that because a lot of people no, don't know that. Don't. Yeah. Talk about now, Bo, what you got going on now and where you coaching at. Yeah, so uh, I know big surprise. A lot of people hit me up when I made the move. But um, like I said, I feel like it was the right move. I had a couple other head coaching opportunities at high schools. Maybe some JUCO assistant jobs that I don't talk about a lot to people. But um, I'm at Don Bosco Prep now. I mean, and the stuff, uh, Dave Maravella, he was my AAU director when I was in uh, high school. He's the guy responsible for bringing Angel Garcia over here. And, uh, man, I mean, the stuff he does, his resume is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. kids come to Don Bosco, no scholarships at all, no D2, NAI, nothing. 
I mean, Davis sent kids to Florida State. We got two kids from Don Bosco at Florida State. That's big time. Uh, I mean, even two kids. My boy is from Maryville. Uh, Zoran Talley, he's at Iowa. He's at Iowa State right now. And then shout out to my boy Cam Wilbon. He's at Robert Morris, and he only played two months at Don Bosco, coming off um, some knee surgery. So, I mean, the list goes on and on, man. I mean, what he does for kids in the region and even kids outside the region. I mean, God has blessed him to have the connections, and I'm just blessed to be a part of it. No, I appreciate that. Like, I didn't know about Don Bosco until you went over there. I had no idea. But I appreciate you, you know, sharing that. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, man. um, We had a great workout today. Absolutely. Who was the kid that you worked out today? That's my boy Anthony Schaefer. He's a freshman at uh, Valparaiso. Uh, I started working on him as as an eighth grader last year. And uh, it's funny because somebody was watching and they classified him as a shooter. And he Mm -hmm. can shoot. Mm -hmm. But I know I remember from day one, uh, the first time I worked him out, uh, you know, kid couldn't shoot worth the lick. Right. But um, you know, the growth, man, that, and that's what I'm all about, man. I'm not trying to get kids in the NBA. I'm not trying to. Uh, I just want to see growth. Yeah. Because, I think. Uh, I'm not a magician. I'm not God. So. Right. And God's not a magician, so I'm not trying to make those synonymous. But um, uh, like you said, just that impact I can have over the kids, the influence. That's my main purpose. And uh, God's given me a gift, I believe, uh, as far as uh, to help kids get better. So uh, I'm just trying to do that to the best of my ability. What do you think is missing that we don't have for our kids here? Our region? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, too much uh, division, man. More unity. Mm-hmm. You know, too many uh, power struggles, I think. Uh, we got to get another solid AAU program with a sponsorship. Right. Uh, I think we got to get more access to some gyms mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, our, uh, our pro guys, I like to see them come back a little more. Yeah. And kind of give back. So I know Etwan does a camp. I know BJ Glenn, they've done some camps. And, uh, you know, the list goes on. But we just got to come together as one, man. So. No, I, I think it's possible. I think once the summer come, I'm looking forward that everyone, we could hoop yep. in the gym. Yeah. And Shout out to my boy Cornbread, man. I've always said, and Coach Larry Moore at Hammond High. Great coach, man. For setting that up last summer. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, Going back to what I was saying, I think that when the summer comes, bro, we all have just an open gym, mm-hmm. invite only yep. for the guys coming from college, mm-hmm. overseas. Yep. Because in the summer, the region here, we have great basketball quality. Absolutely. The weather's nice. Yep. People are coming back home. Mm-hmm. They looking to work out. And that's the thing about getting better. Mm-hmm. And you talked about growth. We all should be growing every day. Mm-hmm. We should be better than we were yesterday. And for me, despite that I'm a pro, anytime you ask me to work out, I'm there because there's really no days off. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate what you do. Yeah, so no matter who you have, whether they're in middle school, elementary, high school, college, I'm there yep. because I just like to work. I just like to get better. Mm-hmm. And doing this podcast allowed me to get better, you know, yep. expand my brand, expand something that I like to do. So that's why... I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate it. Um, expressing who you are for those who don't know you in the community. Um, is there anything else that you, you want to talk about? A couple questions for you, dog. Okay. Uh, as far as the podcast go, what what kind of what kind of motivated did that start? I know it's something different. Right. But, um, um, man, shout out to Eric Thomas. I hope he hears this. I'm going to send it his way. I haven't met him yet, but I listen to him and his two guys. CJ and Carl and they just talk about life they rarely have guests but it's just organic conversation talking about their life and what they've been up to 
Like this podcast isn't for everyone. I don't expect a lot of people to gravitate towards this and listen because it's just about knowledge. Who's in our community? He has this Gary stamped in his back and he's doing X, Y, and Z with his life. So Gary shouldn't be an obstacle. So I had to put this out here because I'm like, I like to have thoughtful conversations. So I listen to a lot of podcasts in NBA with CJ McCullough. Um, those guys have different variety of players come on. Road tripping with Shannon Fry and Richard Jefferson. So it wasn't rocket, it didn't take rocket science to do this. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something for the culture, my community. I talk to a lot of people every day. I have thoughtful conversations every day like this. And it gets you and to sit down with you face to face and you just open up to the community like that. I appreciate that mm-hmm. because I'm still getting out of my comfort zone. And like I said, this this interview may be not for everyone. Some people may not like this and that's okay because at least if I change one person's life or change one person's perspective, that's a W for me and I can sleep at night. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was basically it, Bo. Um, I appreciate you coming on here. You got my question for you, man. Yeah. So, uh, as far as region basketball, man, how has how has that impacted your life? I know, uh, real quick. I know, uh, you know, I feel like the region guys are often underrated, mm-hmm. um, but um, we've seen the success um, our guys at Drake have had, right? With not only three region guys, but four region guys. Mm-hmm. Shots Roman Pian, who's uh, didn't play this year, but he's sitting out. But uh, he's already proven himself on the D1 level at mm-hmm. Seattle University. Mm-hmm. So uh, once he comes back next year, we have four guys making an impact on a, a, a good um, mid-major team, man. Right. So um, DJ Wilkins, Tramiel, Ant Murphy, appreciate y'all. So uh, what, what do you think uh, region basketball is at right now? I know you haven't been around much. but Right. Um, right now, I think it's low. Mm-hmm. I think the games I checked out as low is not the same as it was couple few years ago when I was coming in. Why do you think so? I think a lot of people are going to like prep schools. Mm-hmm. They're leaving the region. Mostly for better better opportunity. I don't I don't blame them. You know. And that's hopefully we could get it back to how it was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. But right now it's either kids want to go division one, but they don't have the grades. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a business now. A lot of people ain't going high major from the region. You know, mostly mid-major, JUCO, D2, NAIA. But at the end of the day, if you get a free education, that's a W. When I went back to Moorhead State, I had the opportunity to train with them um, in November. And I appreciated Mm -hmm. the meals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't get those luxury perks no more once you finish college. And for those who went through those four years, understand what I'm talking about. But I just think it's at an all-time low right now. I believe it can be picked up because I'm, I'm optimistic. I love my community. I love Gary. And when I watch Gary basketball, bro, it's just not the same. Oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's, it's not you the same. You uh, know Tyrone Appleton's bringing right. the camera on. There you, you know, go. Even though it's Bowman teams, man. Right. So. It's just different. You know, that's the culture. It's just different. Hopefully, it picks back up. And that's where I'm at, man. Anything, anything else you want to say? Nah, man. I just want to shout out my beautiful wife, man. I've been married for a couple months now, man. Congratulations to that. Yeah, appreciate it, man. But I love her, man. Oh, for sure, man. Oh, that's dope. That's big time, man. Shout out to Bo. He's a newlywed. Yeah. Um, much success in all your future endeavors. Yes, sir. This is an episode of the Duan Marrero Podcast. Please stay tuned for next Thursday.